Open your Bibles this morning or this evening to Psalms 91. Psalm 91. Verse 1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. And surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come near thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is thy refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague Come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and dragon shalt thou trample under feet, because he has sent his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Amen. So one of the greatest benefits of dwelling in the secret place of the Most High is it employs your angels and then puts them to work on your behalf. For the angels of the Lord, the Bible says, encamps around about those that fear the Lord and that the ministering spirits, the angels of the Lord, have been sent forth to minister for them who are heirs of salvation. All throughout the Word of God, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, you will see angels on assignment. That'll date some of you. In 2 Kings chapter 6, you know, Elisha had received inside information about the enemy's plans. And he passed that information along to the Israel's king. And the enemy was told that Elisha knew what they were saying in their bedroom. So the enemy king surrounded the city. And the Gehazi, his servant, went out. And behold, he saw all of the enemies surrounding the whole area. But the prophet said, chill out, have a Dunkin' Donut, have a cup of coffee, and wake up. What he told them was, don't you be afraid. For they that be with us 
are more than they that be with them. And when the Lord opened his eyes, the scripture says, Behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. So the Lord sent his angels to protect them and to deliver them. And then when you think about the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they would not fall down and worship a false god. And the king got extremely hot and extremely mad at them, and he threw them in to a hot, burning, fiery furnace. And there they were in the furnace. And then they were not burned because God sent his angel. The king looked over and said, I thought we put three in there, but I see the fourth one there. And the fourth one looks like the son of God. Thank God for angels who deliver. Thank God for angels who will be with you when you walk through the fire, when you go through the storms, when you go through the valley of the shadow of death. You can count on the word. You can count on the faithfulness of God. And you can count on the fact that he's given his angels charge over you. Over in the book of Acts, we see angels involved in releasing people from prison. Hallelujah. We see in Acts chapter 27, when there was this huge storm of Ereculadon trying to keep Paul from going to Rome. But he said, for there stood by me this night, the angel of the Lord, whose God I am and whom I serve. The angel brought a message to Paul and told him not to be afraid. Hallelujah. And so we... As people who live in the presence of God have angels all around us. And we employ the angels by speaking faith-filled words. For they do hearken unto the voice of faith. And they hearken unto the voice of the word of God. The more we dwell in his presence and the more we speak the words of faith, the more our angels work on our behalf. Amen? And so in this psalm... We are encouraged that he's given his angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. And in this glorious Psalms 91, we are also encouraged not to be afraid. You'll notice it says, thou shalt not be afraid. Now, I know I talked about this a little last week, but I want to go a little bit further tonight And I want to talk to you about this subject, no fear here. Come on, put your spiritual stake in the ground and say it with me tonight. No fear here. Now fear, it opens the door for destruction. How many of you know the story of Job? Now at the end of Job's life, Job was completely restored, and the scripture says that he had twice as much as he ever had before. That shows us that God is a God of restoration. Amen? And so Job made some deadly mistakes. It cost him a lot, cost him a lot lot of his family. But there was a 
open door in Job's life that we see in Job, the third chapter, in the 25th verse. I want you to look at that. Job, chapter 3 and verse 25. One translation says of this, What I always feared has happened to me. What I have dreaded has come true. What he dreaded, the scripture says, came to him. Why is it that Job went through hell? Because he opened the door to hell. Fear is an open door to days of hell on earth. Now notice this with me in Job 3, verse 25. It says, for the thing, now notice with me, which I greatly feared. This was a lot of fear in his life has come upon me. And that which I was afraid of, it is come unto me. Now there is a law in the word of God. And one law is this, is that your fears will come to you if you entertain them and you don't slam the door shut and declare no fear here from this day forward. Now I want you to look at Hebrews, the 11th chapter. And notice with me in uh, verse 1 of the book of Hebrews, chapter 11 and verse 1. It says this, that now faith, it is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. We could read it this way, now the word of God is our assurance of what we hope for. Now one definition of hope is expectancy so what we could say of hebrews 11 1a is now the word of god is our solid foundation it is our firm persuasion of what we confidently and favorably expect you can expect your body to be healed because you have a firm foundation that says you were healed You can expect your needs to be met because you are firmly persuaded that he supplies your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So the more word we get into our lives, the greater our expectancy should be. When I am in biblical faith, I am firmly persuaded of something. I'm persuaded and expecting my body to change. Has anybody's body in this congregation ever needed to change? Like maybe tonight. Get the scriptures, get the word, get that solid foundation and be expectant for your body to be quickened. So just like then, Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The opposite of faith is fear. So therefore, fear is the substance of things we don't hope for. 
It is the evidence of things we don't want to see. Is not fear the enemy of faith? We could say it this way. That fear is the expectation of the worst case scenario. Fear brings bad on you. Whereas faith is the expectation of the best case scenario. It puts bad things from you. Whereas fear draws in things, faith, hallelujah, gives you victory. Fear is like a magnet. The thing that I have greatly feared, Job said, has come upon me. Fear is a magnet that draws trouble and destruction. Now, one of the biggest fears that people deal with is the fear of man. Did you know that you are delivered from the fear of man? That you do not have to be afraid of man? In Proverbs 29 and verse 25, go over there. It states here that the fear of man brings a blessing. The fear of man does not bring a blessing. The fear of man does not liberate you. And the fear of man does not bring freedom into your life. But the scripture says, the fear of man was a do. It brings a snare or it brings bondage into a person's life. And I will say this, that any kind of fear that is yielded to brings a snare into a person's life. Again, Job said this, I feared a fear and it came upon me. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to faith a faith and it's going to come upon me. So we don't want destruction. We don't want to be snared by the fowler. But if that's going to become a reality in my life and in your life, We are going to have to have a zero tolerance for any kind of fear. One person said it this way, that fear tolerated becomes faith contaminated. Now let's look at Proverbs 29, 25 again. Fear is a magnet that draws trouble and brings destruction. But oh, thank God, faith is a magnet. That draws protection and deliverance. Look at the opposite here. Right in this verse. The fear of man bringeth the snare. Read the rest with me. We can do just a little bit better. Read the second part of that verse. But whoso putteth his trust. There's the opposite. Faith snares. Our fear snares and faith brings you to a safety place. Amen. That's good. That secret place of the most high is a safe place. It is. Trusting in the Lord with all of your heart and refusing to lean to your own understanding brings great safety into your lives. Yes, it 
And then look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. We're going to give you a good workout in the Word tonight. 1 Peter 1, 5. One translation of this says, And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. What this is saying is this, that if you will trust in the Lord and lean on him, that you will be kept By the power of God. Doesn't Psalms 91 say a thousand may fall at your side? And ten thousand at your right hand? We don't get happy over that. But we can be happy about this fact. That when we put our confidence in the Lord. It will not come near us. Well Pastor Mark I wouldn't say that for anything in the world. Well that could be part of your problem. We're not talking about being arrogant. We're not talking about strutting our stuff. We're simply talking about believing the word of God, which is able to keep you, which is able to protect you, which is able to cause you to make it all the way to your finish line. Amen. And then go quickly over to Psalms 34. Psalms 34. Thou shalt not fear. Say this a couple times with me. I, I shall, not shall not fear. One more time. I, I shall not fear. One more time. I, I shall not fear. fear. Well, don't you know what they're saying about you? I, I shall not fear. fear. Well, don't you know what the doctor's report said? I, I shall, shall not, not fear. fear. Don't you know what North Korea might North Korea might do to the USA? I shall not fear. Come on, somebody. Don't you know what the Republicans and the Democrats are trying to do? I shall not fear. Uh uh-uh. uh. I won't fear. I absolutely refuse to fear. Now Psalm thirty four. Verse 1 says this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall do what? Have you ever noticed that praise just shuts the devil right up? I mean, he might be talking his trash and talking his stuff, but you just talk God's stuff. You just praise God right out of your spirit. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise is going to continually be in my mouth. Verse 2. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Verse 3. Oh, magnify Let's keep that verse up there for a minute. Oh, magnify the problem with me. And let us exalt the devil together. (laughs) We don't want to be exalting that rat. Uh Uh-uh. What are you magnifying in your life? 
Oh, magnify. Magnify the Lord with me. Come on, let's do a little magnifying right now. Lift up your hands and magnify the Lord. Glory to God. Oh, we magnify you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Can God get bigger in your sight? I said, can God get bigger in our sight? Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, magnifying the Lord, will be you'll be able to see things from His perspective. Woo, glory to God. And let us exalt the name above every name. Now notice this next verse. In verse 4 it says, I sought the Lord. I'm dwelling in his place, in his secret place. I'm waiting on him. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from half of my fears. Oh, you're a sassy bunch tonight. He didn't say half of my fears. He delivered me from all my fears. Hallelujah. If he delivered you from all your fears, that means all your fears are gone. The Amplified says this. I sought, inquired of the Lord and required of him of necessity and on the authority of his word. And he heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. Now, here's the first thing that we are to do in the face of trouble, and that is to fear not. Did you know that fear not is found at least 110 times in the Bible? When you find a statement like fear not in the Bible 110 times, that means our Father is trying to make a point. Amen. You'll be just amazed at all the scriptures that tell us not to fear. Now, here's the, here's the problem with fear. Fear is not only a perversion of faith, but fear prevents progress. Fear paralyzes people on their path. Fear paralyzes people on their walk with God. It is Satan's tool to steal your destiny. Vines defines fear as flight or to run from. Look with me at Hebrews chapter 10 and notice with me in verse 35 through 39. Hebrews the 10th chapter in verse 35 says... Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that will come, will come, and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back under perdition, 
But we are of them that believe to the saving of the soul. I will not fear is the believer's only acceptable attitude toward fear. Just listen to a couple of these scriptures. You don't need to turn there. You don't need to put them up on the, on the screen. Psalms 118 verse 6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Psalms, the third and the sixth verse. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me round about. Isaiah 12, 2. Behold, God, my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord God is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. And then I do want you to look at this Hebrews, the 13th chapter and the 6th verse. Hebrews 13, 6. In Psalms 91, he instructs us, thou shalt not be afraid. Amen? Thou shalt not be afraid to get on a jet. Thou shalt not be afraid to take a walk at night. Amen? Thou shalt not be afraid to eat a cheeseburger. With ketchup and mustard and yay, even mayonnaise. Amen. Thou shall not be afraid to drive in the car with your wife driving. Amen. I didn't say you. Don't be afraid. I'm not talking about you. You know, the devil's crazy. He has all sorts of weird fears. Oh, they... That, you know, that the person over there, over there, they don't like you. <laughs> Little do you realize that they're not even really thinking about you. <laughs> Much less talking about you. <laughs> That's paranoia. Being obsessed about what people think about you is just a complete waste of time. Now, you don't want to go out of your way to cause people not to like you. (laughs) And we've all known people like that. But we're not afraid of that either. That, that person is, oh, they're so successful. They're, they're debt-free and they, they part, their, part their hair just right and they drive this beautiful car. Oh, my goodness. Don't be threatened by someone else's success. Don't yield to that kind of fear. You know what that is? That's insecurity. And it's rejection. And it's based on the spirit of fear. Don't be threatened by someone else's success. 
If you knew them a little bit better, you may find out that they're not such a success after all. And even if they are success, even if they are prospering, what's the biblical response to that? The biblical response to that is get happy and rejoice with those who rejoice. And then while you're at it, say, me too, Lord, me too, me too. I'm in line, that's me, that's me, that's me. Glory to God. Someone who gets a new car, go out in the parking lot and run around it. Glory to God. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Rejoice with them. Someone there wears a new suit of clothes to church. Rejoice with them. Don't talk about, oh, I don't like their tie. Rejoice with them. Thank God for their tie. Don't be threatened by other people. Don't be threatened by anybody. But be happy in God. I said be happy in God. Be happy that God has graced you to be the person that you are. Be happy that you're his workmanship. Be happy that you are saved. Don't try to keep up with the Joneses. And I don't mean Luther Jones either. Let's keep up with Jesus. Let's make it our goal to be just like him. What do you say we rejoice in the Lord and be happy the life that God's given us and live a faith-filled, fear-free life in Jesus? Well, someday I'll, I'll arrive. Hey, as long as you're on this earth, there's never going to be a time where you've arrived. In Christ Jesus, you are complete. But there's always going to be a pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Just accept that. Just know that and get happy. Get happy in your own genes. Somebody says, well, where'd that come from? The Bible. Hebrews 13, verse 6. So that so we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently and boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? Begin to declare your future tonight by saying it with me. I will. I will, I will not fear. Shut the door on it. Drive it out. If you can sense it, you can smell it, just, just, just take your dominion. Take your authority. You know, Jesus was a little fed up by what was going on in the temple. He was fed up with the money changers and all the things that were going on in the temple. He got up, he drove them out. He says, my house, my temple shall be known as the house of what? But you've made it a den of thieves. Well, that's the temple back then, but you're the temple of the Holy Ghost today. And there's a thief walking about trying to 
defile your temple with fear. I'm telling you, I can just see Jesus chasing those money changers out. And I think that's what some of us need to do with the spirit of fear is rise up and drive it out. Say, this is my temple. I'm the temple of the Holy Ghost. My mind is my mind. I'm not going to allow your fears one more moment in my soul. Devil, get out of here in the name of Jesus. Say with me, God didn't give me a spirit of fear or of timidity, but he's given me a spirit of power and a love and of a calm and a well-balanced mind of discipline and self-control. Notice that God didn't give you a spirit of fear. If he didn't give it, I ain't taking it. Don't let that be too simple to you tonight. For God did not give you a spirit of... If he wanted your life to be riddled with fear, he would have given you it. But I'm not taking what God hasn't given. Then in closing, turn with me over to Psalms 112, verses 6 through 8. Glory to God. Listen to this statement. As you're turning over there to Psalms 112, verses 6 through 8, I'm going to ask you to pull it up in the Amplified Version. Listen to this statement. When you and I shut the door on fear, we are opening up the door of protection. When I shut the door on fear, I'm opening the door of protection. Though a host may encamp you, your heart does not have to fear. The war would rise up against you. You can be confident in the Lord. Psalms 112 verses 6 through 8 says this. He will not be moved forever. This is talking about the man or the woman with the established heart. He will not be moved forever. Are there things that are arrayed against us trying to move us? Remember Paul said in the book of Acts, he said, none of these things move me. Now Paul could have been moved, but he made the conscious decision and the quality decision that I will not be moved. He will not be moved forever. The uncompromisingly righteous, the upright, in right standing with God shall be in everlasting remembrance. Now notice this next phrase. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. Now evil tidings is another way of just saying he will not be afraid of bad news. Why is that? Because his heart is fixed, trusting, leaning on, and being confident in the Lord. His heart is established and steady. He will not be afraid while he waits to see his desire established upon his adversaries. Now, I want to close with this thought. There's a lot of bad news out there. I've had to turn the television off. Because I really don't like to hear continuous bad news. I don't like hearing bad news at all. Especially... From an ungenerate reprobate. 
I mean, what have they got to offer me? I've already got the good news. I don't need to be moved by the opinions of man. I'm not going to saturate my soul with the spirit of this world when I have the opportunity to saturate my soul with the spirit of, the, of God and the spirit of the word. But now listen very carefully. When you hear bad news, whether it be through the media or whatever the case may be, you need to learn to talk back to bad news. What do you mean talk back to bad news? Just respond by declaring, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. I'm not having that in my body. I'm not having that in my mind. I'm not having that in my family. I'm not having that in the church I pastor. I refuse to fear. I'm not moved by bad news. It's like Brenda shared Sunday night. If you weren't there, it was great. She talked about let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And she got a little attitude while she was preaching. The devil comes along and tells you all these things he's going to do. She put her hand on her hip and said, so, so I'm redeemed devil. Learn to talk back to your fears that you've been delivered from. Learn to cast them down. And instead of leaning on or yielding to the imaginations of the evil one, just get filled with the Holy Ghost and filled with the Word of God and stay that way and you will be a happy camper. Hallelujah. Let's stand up, everybody. Amen.